Hello and welcome to the next edition of this Harrington Star podcast. Whether it's Fintech Focus TV you're listening to or our diversity and inclusion specials, we hope you're enjoying the shows and please do subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Humans of Fintech Diversity and Inclusion podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire industry. Today, we are joined by Ritesh Jain, the former COO and Global Head of Digital Technology Delivery for HSBC. He is a tech enthusiast, IT executive, and board advisor with an entrepreneurial spirit. Seasoned with 18 years of global experience in digital technology, business transformation, and operations. He has led the future of payments for Visa, built and led the digital COE at Maersk, planned and implemented the recovery from the biggest cyber incident in the industry too, built a wealth management company as a founder CTO. He is here to share his wealth of knowledge, his experience and his story with us today. Ritesh, welcome. Thank you so much for joining the series. Thank you, Nadia. And thank you for having me over here. So I'm really excited to hear your story. And what I'd love is if you could share with the audience what your role was at HSBC and what the role as COO, what did it encompass? So uh, the role, the recent role was at HSBC and that encompassed uh, mainly about people versus technology, right? So when we think about, uh, there's mainly focus on the people side, uh, which is bringing and people together foster the collaboration across different functions. Uh, my role when I joined, the focus of bringing collaboration across four different functions within the HGS, which is HSBC Digital Service, optimizing the use of technology and looking at the forward or future technology and building up an enabling function for the bank of the future. So the focus on the people and from technology side, mainly expediting our cloud migration. Now, when I talk about the people, that was the most interesting bit because I truly believe in bringing people together and building the right culture. And then you'll see the magic happens. Yeah, I love that. That was the main focus in my recent role. Great, okay, good. Um, so what would be really nice to hear is um, your background because I think a lot of people listen to this podcast series and they want to learn from people in positions as wide and varied as, as yours. So how did you get to where you've got to today? So I'll start from the, from the very start. Yeah. I was born and raised in India in the family of accommodations. So my parents were teachers, so you would imagine my childhood. <laughs> yeah. and the focus was on the studies and I always had this inclination towards the business but my parents uh, wanted me to focus on the two things at the same time so the business as well as on to the studies so by an education I'm a computer scientist I've done my engineering in computer science at the same time I started the business when I was 15 and with full support from family grew up uh, started professionally working at the age of 19 and continued working. And while I was working in the corporate, I had uh, other businesses at, which were of my interest, especially into the corporate trainings. So I trained four and a half thousand professionals um, in India. I landed in UK in 2006. I started working with a service-based company. And sooner I realized that 
I can do and serve in a lot better way. And I started my own consulting. So I worked with various clients. So in the last 10 years, uh, it was mainly focused on to the digital and transformation side. So we work with a government, finance, shipping, telecom. In 2010, I was with Visa, a great opportunity. It started uh, into technology side, moved into leading the future of payments, moved on to Maersk to support the digital transformation at Maersk and was a very interesting journey at Maersk. And then moving into uh, the bank in 2019, early 2019. And that was, again, a very interesting role. And uh, so one thing which kept me moving is about a learning. You need to learn throughout the time. You can't stop that. And that's what I realized when, when I look into last 18, 19 years, the consistency and which kept me moving is about always hungry for learning and learning new technology, the culture, behaviors, people, businesses. And that's why uh, you would see in my career spectrum as well. So the payments, financial services, banking, wealth management. I built up a wealth management company as a founder CTO, and that was a side hustle. Oh, wow. Pretty, pretty so, good side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty interesting and uh, uh, interesting how it started as well. And uh, and where we took it to. So in 2019, early 2019, I decided to move into uh, the full-time uh, role with the corporate and that's when I got into HSBC. So I think it's really interesting to hear you talk about um, that consistent learning over the years um, and, and what's important to you, the technology, the culture, behaviors, people. This theme of people and culture is, is something that has really followed you or you followed it throughout the whole of your career. Um, what I wanted to ask you was um, about the diversity and inclusion angle. It's something that's really important to you and I want you to share with us why that's so important. So when we think about the diversity and inclusion and why it is important to me, and at the same time, why it is important to the organizations. Given my background, I came from India uh, to a different country, to a British culture, a new culture, new environment. And I have been welcomed pretty well into the society. And the society and the country has given me an opportunity to grow. What I realized that we need to build up the right culture. When I say right culture, is the diverse culture and the inclusive culture because the successful organizations have a very diverse and inclusive culture. Because when you think about the diversity, when you bring diversity into the organization, you bring up a very competitive ideas. You bring a variety of views. You bring people from different background, different ways, different religion, different different belief to work together and that provides an excellent work culture but the diversity alone itself doesn't work what you need to have is the inclusivity you might have a diversity as your agenda in an organization but if it's only limited to the diversity unfortunately that is not going to work so the people need to focus on the inclusion and that is another aspect and most of the time they have been misunderstood or used interchangeably. But there's a difference. You can have diverse background of the people in your organization, but you might not have inclusive background. And that's a responsibility of each and every individual within the organizations 
those who are working within the teams or even at the top level or the chief exec within the organization. We need to understand that people need to feel valued, appreciated, and then you will see the magic happening. As I said, when uh, wherever I've been, whether I was, I was building a team or I was building an organization, it's always been a focus on building a diverse and inclusive organization, bring up the people together. When people say bring up the white people together, it's not about white people. Bring up people together and build the white culture. Give them the white environment and they will thrive. And that's what I have experienced significantly. And even with the large corporates or the startups, when people say startup culture, the main thing is the culture. So uh, if you want to really thrive and build a white organization, you need to have a very diverse and inclusive organization. And people need to enforce one thing, which can't be enforced, which needs to be practiced. And I say it very out loud about empathy that sits at the core. That is a very important trait, an individual trait. You can't really teach empathy. You can't really uh, enforce empathy by the books or by the policies. It is something which is practiced. And I often say it and along with as the taste of wine, right? The wine tasting. As we practice it over the period of time, we get better. And similarly with the empathy, you need to practice it regularly. Well, I think that's a, a really, really good bit of advice there, telling you know people about the empathy side of things and practicing it. But I, I think you've said some very fascinating things just now, um, because every company knows that they need to talk about diversity and inclusion. And a large part of this series is actually doing the actions behind the talking. And I think that what you've just said there is you've really brought some light into what diversity and inclusion actually is within an environment. It's one thing being diverse. It's another thing being inclusive. So what I wanted to ask you next is um, a bit about your belief in action over talk, um, where that's come from um, and, uh, and, and what you do with it. Uh, that's a very good and interesting question. Thanks, Nadia, uh, for bringing this up because uh, that's what we are seeing quite regularly nowadays, especially more so with the recent incident, an unfortunate incident in the US, right? in the Black Lives Matter. We are seeing that every individual, uh, all the leaders from the industry or the chief execs are posting and putting out different statements, which is great, which shows us the solidarity that they do believe in it and they are coming forward and taking actions. But as I always say, actions talk louder than the words. So we would like to see those actions, not just the words. We have seen enough of words about the racism, about diversity, about inclusion, over the period of time across the industries. There's still, when we think about the diversity and inclusion, there's still there's a significant gap or the gender pay gap, which exists even today, which is quite surprising. I have tried at places to fill that gap and some of the places successfully and others uh, I couldn't for various reasons. But what we would really like to see is the action. As I said about people are focusing on the diversity in their recruitment when they are forming up their even boards now, more so. We have seen some of the organization came forward and put their uh, pictures of the executive board showing people from the different background. That is great, but that is not enough. What we would really like to see that the true diverse and inclusive culture within the organization, an empathetic culture, an empathy being practiced 
in the organization throughout. As I said, like it is a two-way process. It doesn't work directly from the top leadership, or nor it works from the people who are working on the ground. It needs to work both ways. We need to build up the right culture within the organizations. So there's a regulatory which is coming in place, and there are some laws which are already in place related to the diversity. But we would like to see that more regulatory, specifically on the diversity and inclusion. At the same time, why it needs to be a regulatory? It should be coming naturally to the organizations. We should be treating everybody fair and equal. We are all same, regardless of our background or gender or religion or races, we are all are same. So yes, I would like to see more actions uh, and more inclusive culture within the organizations because I have seen the magic when it comes together. And I think that that's such an important point. You know, you're talking about the need for more, you know, regulations around this, but actually, you know, when, when can we start doing this naturally and just getting it right? And I think that's a really big question. Um, so just thinking about your career, it's been, been quite a vast career. You've seen so many different environments and worked in different cultures. What um, actions for change have you seen that, that have worked and that you've been happy with? So that's a very interesting and great question again. The, I've seen multiple actions recently. Uh, as I said earlier, a lot of organizations, they have put together their uh, board profiles and pictures. And I've seen a, quite a bit of movement on the diversity and inclusion in large organizations specifically Nike taking up actions, what happened in US. And from my experience, the recent one at HSBC, where when John Flint was CEO, he started something called Healthiest Human System, which have been taken forward by the change agents across the bank and building up the right culture, focus on empathy, bring yourself to the work. And I've seen the difference after that drive. I would like to see more of these actions regularly within the organizations. And what I would like to see more is it should be coming from within. We need to build up an environment and culture for people to thrive. So it is not only a recruitment exercise when it comes to the diversity. Basically, you need to value your people. You need to make them feel more inclusive. If I can give you an example about uh, myself, long back what happened and how I changed it. It was a slight change. So early in my career, I realized that I was becoming hippo. Hippo is basically the highest paid pe uh, person's opinion, right? So whenever I was having these meetings with my people, I realized that I used to run the meetings and I used to drive the meetings, lead the meetings from the front. And in my opinion, I was doing an excellent job because I was giving them the direction. But what I realized that I wasn't getting the real outcome from the people or outcome from the meetings. Then that aha moment, and hey, you are becoming a hippo. I've changed my style. I became more like a facilitator instead of a leader in the meeting and brought that inclusivity from the people. And I've seen a wonderful ideas coming out. I've seen an excellent outcomes from those meetings. And this is what I'm riffing on 12, 13 years back. Since then, what I realized that you need to, we all need to make people feel more valuable, regardless of your position, regardless of who you are. We all are equal. We all 
need to feel valuable and appreciated. You don't want to build a team who are just following you. What you want to do as a leader, you want to build leaders. You want to support people to bring best out of them. Well, I think, I think your comments there are incredibly insightful because I can imagine a lot of people listening to this now will either be um, used to being in meetings where there's a hippo in, in the room or they are the hippo and they're thinking, I am, it's, so that is highest paid person's opinion. And I think that's incredibly important because if we are going to be true to ourselves in business and have diverse opinions in the room, people need to feel comfortable to share those opinions. And if the most senior person in the room is, is, is holding all the opinions of the meeting, it means it's very difficult for anybody else to become a part of it. So your advice there is incredible because um, it's quite unique as well. Like I, I've spoken to so many people about their advice to the industry on what we can do. And yours already is really standing out as, as advice that people can put into practice straight away. So I think my last question to you is, um, is more about um, the industry as a whole, that like you shared a lot of your learning, you've shared uh, what HSBC has done recently, um, you've shared your thoughts about creating the right culture, the right environment with the right level of empathy. If you could give like your top, your top tips to, to the rest of the industry for how they can, they can increase their inclusivity within their businesses, what do you think that would be? So it is going to be of more important now, the inclusive culture and the more diverse culture, specifically because of the recent situation or the unprecedented situation that we are going through of COVID. And we all are seeing the new normal, right? So the boundaries are a bit virtual. You are going to have a more diverse team from the variety of background, from the different backgrounds. We already had this culture even before COVID where we have multi-geographical teams and the diverse teams. Now it is more so because when you are, you are contacting people in person, when you are sitting in office, it's different. Now you need to be a bit more careful because you are interacting with people virtually. So how you need to create a more diverse and because we already have diverse culture, let's consider that. Now, how you create a more inclusive culture? As I said about being a hippo, so a big no to that. <laughs> yeah. If you are a leader, you need to sit back and let people talk, understand you. You need to be a facilitator. To bring a more inclusive culture, you need to bring a people because you will find, especially when it comes to the technology, you will find a lot of great people. They will be sitting at their computers throughout the time, but they do not indulge themselves into the conversations when it comes to the meeting or a talk or even a presentation. They will not come forward. You need to value your people, build a trust relationship, be empathetic, get into your shoes what they really feel. So here I call it one thing, which is, Connection over correction. 
So you need that connection with the people. Do not just worry about the speed of getting the job done. So as simple as that, if you are, if some of your people are not performing enough, try to understand the rationale behind it rather than just the output and support them with the right training and, and build a right support environment for them to grow. And the, as I said earlier about the upskilling and reskilling, that plays a, another significant role into your inclusivity. So pay attention to the upskilling and reskilling people for your people's growth, because then they will feel valued, they will feel appreciated, and you will see a better result coming out. Well, Ritesh, I think that's been a fantastic podcast. I think there's so many things that um, I'm going to type up when I post this to, to really get people to listen to everything that you've said. From beginning to end, you've been so honest, so open, sharing some real-life examples of what you are doing and what you have done within businesses to really walk the talk for change in the industry. And that's what I love to see happen, where people are passionate, um, about making the change happen and they do make the change happen and you are definitely one of those um, I'll be quoting you on on um, your advice for people not to be a hippo I'll be quoting you on connection over correction I'll be doing that for a long time um, and I think you're absolutely right people need to be upskilled reskilled trained and supported and your advice to everybody if we could all just take one thing I think we all become better within our leadership positions, within our company positions, and as businesses as a whole and as a team. So Ritesh Jane, thank you so much for joining me on the Humans of FinTech Diversity and Inclusion podcast series. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you, Nadia. Thank you for having me over here.